Hey gal, comic show is a show that doesn't have a budget for music. Da 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 da. Anyway, um, so this is Takeout Comic Show. Um, future updates will be longer. That'll be nice. We'll have like adequate software. I will own a computer. There will be guests. There might even be schedules. But don't get your hopes up. Probably it might even just be me talking to myself in a closet forever. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Stay tuned. So anyway. Um, it's been a while. We've been really busy here, um, occupying ourselves with a lot of things. In part, oh my god, Pokemon Go! Who else is obsessed? It's burning a hole in my pocket right now, and the only thing that is dragging me away from it is our topic of today, which is Vengeance Unlimited. Um, which, this isn't something I say lightly, as like, a very hardcore fanatic with several Harley Quinn tattoos and one red and black pigtail on my person as we speak right now. But this is maybe the best Harley Quinn comic ever. Um, as, as somebody that loves the original, the Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, Mad Love, um, that book is my holy grail. And this, I don't know, dude, this might be better. Um, so it's, uh, it's, the artwork is done by Mike Huddleston, and he is fantastic. It is everything that I want it to be. The costume is perfect. There are frequent instances of her being an acrobat, and she's got this just like seemingly endless supply of pointy objects to throw at people. Um, transitions are pretty smooth for the most part. It's paneled really nicely. It's, uh, it's very beautiful. Um, there are a couple other artists, uh, Nate Fox and, uh, Another guy whose name I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm a bad host. But anyway, um, it's written by A.J. Lieberman, who is phenomenal. All the jokes are exactly how I want them to be. They're sharp-witted. Um, they're funny. Um, there's a bunch of cl clever, like, art and literary references. Like, there's a point where they make a Lolita joke. Um, there were a couple that were even lost on me, and not very often do I go, that's a reference that I don't get, but I bet that's a really good joke. Um, but if it's, if they're anywhere near on point, on par with the rest of the jokes here, it's, I, I'm sure they're also very good. <laughs> uh, so, like, the, the entire comic is just very attentively put together. There's not a single line that's a throwaway in the entire thing, but it still kind of maintains this light and frivolous air. Like, it's not overly serious for something that is not superfluous with dialogue, I guess is what I would say. Um, and I'm not going to give you the whole plot because I want you to read it because it's really good. Um, but here's some cool shit about this comic. So, Harley Quinn in this iteration is a genius, which I think is great. Uh, in her original origin story, uh, it's very heavily implied, not very subtly, that she's either sleeping with or blowing her professors, which is how she gets through med school. Um, but in, in this one, uh, Arkham's kind of a, a place that she ended up choosing because she thought it was interesting, which is cool when you can go anywhere and you decide to go hang out with the, the scariest of psychopaths. Um, she's also indestructible, more or less, which they do discuss. She gets shot a couple of times and needs to get stitched up, but is ultimately okay. Um, Poison Ivy has given her this neat toxin that makes her indestructible. But not always. She has to inject it semi-regularly, it sounds like, and there's a point where it goes missing and you watch her be very vulnerable uh, for for a single issue, and uh, it makes her very likable, um, where she's suddenly more human. Um, she's masochistic. Uh, there's a point in her, they reiterate her origin story, and she just says, I noticed something about myself, though. When they had me 
uh, admitted to Arkham, I totally dug shock therapy. Um, and this is reiterated as she's sewing up her first iteration of the Harley Quinn costume. Um, it's just very well put together. And so she doesn't stray, or she doesn't stray away from danger. Um, she kind of is actually, she gravitates toward it, I would say. Uh, and it makes her way more interesting to watch. And, like, she's sexy, but she's not sexualized. Like, she's the one holding all the cards in all of those situations. And they're her jokes, you know? Like, there's a part where she's getting arrested, and the officer says, put your hands up, and she goes, okay. And he says, and get on your knees. And she goes, well, maybe when we get to know each other better. Like, it's it's all very, very fun. Um, and she's she's also, like, a strong character. Like, particularly in her interactions with Joker... Um, outside of the origin story that they have covered in issue one. Um, but uh, she's already almost killed him at one point during this comic because uh, he calls out a hit on her. And uh, and she decides she's going to send him a little thank you. Um, and she can kill it. He's very clearly in her clutches, and she just decides she's not going to pull the trigger on it. Um, figuratively speaking, she doesn't have a gun to his head, but uh, there's an interesting situation there. Um, and... Uh, and at one point she goes on a date as Harleen with somebody else and Joker's massive ego rears its ugly head and he just can't stand it. And he starts being really sweet to her for a couple of panels. Um, like there's a point where he says, I can't stop thinking about you. And later during her date, he sends her a fortune cookie that just says roof or Confucius says, go to the roof now or something. Um, so she makes an excuse and slips up there, and he's got, like, a candlelit table out there lit out for her, and I, personally, I mean, would have caved at that point. But she doesn't. She, she holds her own, and she is still mad, and she knows that he's a psychopath, and she just will not be tempted, which is awesome. Um, and a really fun foil for her kind of ostentatious, uh, seat-of-her-pants lifestyle sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, but, uh, the uh, the energetic, not forward-thinking protagonist that she is um, is foiled by her kind of... He's like a sidekick, almost. Uh, this old doctor who just is called Doc, for the most part, who I 1,000% prefer to the Amanda Connor similar iteration in the new 52 Harley Quinn comics, uh, Cy Borgman. Um, and I think that's, that's true all around of this comic versus that one. But uh, he's just an old doctor, um, and he's just perpetually drunk, um, unabashedly, openly, admittedly. Um, talks about how liquor was the best part of his third marriage. Um, but he regularly stitches her off and, op- or, and offers her sage advice, which she pretty routinely ignores. Um, and, I don't know, whenever she's got a point in disregarding him, she usually just gives him shit about being drunk all the time. At one point she tells him, uh, you took the Hippocratic Oath in a bar, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and he, like, advises her not to go out with a cop, and she said, yeah, that would make my life easier, but where would be the fun in that? Um, which, which is something that I deeply identify with as a lifestyle choice. Um, the comic itself, as it's put together, is, a uh, is very self-aware. There's a couple ironic moments. I don't remember in what context, but at some point, uh, Harley says something. I think Doc says uh, something about her running around like she's a comic book character. 
And rather than acknowledge anything about that, she just says, comics will rot your brain, Doc. Um, there's a couple instances where there are Batman cartoons playing in the background. Um, and there's this really beautiful scene. I think it's the very beginning of issue three where uh, there's it's like some floating degree, debris that's clearly like the Batmobile and a tiny Batman. Um, and as it zooms out in a series of four or five panels, you figure out that it's a Batman snow globe. And it's put together in this really beautiful scene where she's thinking about, like, just hanging it up and giving up her life of crime and going to, like, get a regular-ass job and lead a normal life. Um, and she's just kind of tossing this snow globe and catching it as, as she's having this inner dialogue. And then it cuts to a guy across the street who's proposing to his girlfriend and her throwing the snow globe at him and hitting him in the head. Um... Because having a normal life was just not in the cards for her. And does it make me a cynical, horrible person for liking that? Sure, probably. I don't care. The scene is beautiful. Um, complaints, there are only a couple. There's a there's a, the scene where she has a run-in with a dude named Chuck, um, who I think is supposed to be a drag queen. Um, he's in a dress, um, but uses male pronouns. Um, and she says something about nice dress and he says yeah thanks it's my mother's and then i think she calls it something like the perverted circle of life um which i wasn't super thrilled about as a as a member of the lgbt community hey p.s happy late pride everybody um yeah so i mean it would have been nice to establish that a little bit better but i realized that they wouldn't necessarily in context of the comic i don't think they meant to be deliberately transphobic but it was i mean I, I could see where it could be read that way which is slippery and not ideal um also harley falls out of like a lot of windows and off of a lot of rooftops it's just a disproportionate amount of her falling um but other than that um, God, this is a good fucking comic book. I really, really enjoyed it. I do think it is the best Harley Quinn comic book in my sphere of knowledge, which is not tiny. Um, anyway, that's our show for the moment. Uh, coming up this month, we still have The Killing Joke on July 25th. It's gonna be awesome, I really hope. Uh, Mark Hamill's gonna be Joker, and everyone's excited about that. Kevin Conroy's gonna be Batman. So, like, childhood, but on the big screen and rated R. It grew up like we did. How great is that? Also, Suicide Squad next month. Oh my god, I feel like it's been on my calendar forever. Who else is excited? Like, dear god, I really hope that script is good. I hope they let... Uh, Margot Robbie and 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 Will Smith just be the amazing people that we know that they can be. And I hope every joke in the movie isn't in the trailer. Um, Suicide Squad just needs to shut up and take my money. I'm so, so, so excited. Um, if you haven't read them, you should definitely pick those up. The New 52 Suicide Squad, Volume 1 through 5. The ending of Volume 1 is one of the best endings I've read in any comic book. It's beautiful um and you know if you love harley you'll love that um i don't know what we're doing next month i really don't um maybe we will review and talk about um azarello's joker comic book 
or like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns or the Lumberjanes or maybe we'll turn to a life of crime and be institutionalized and just never do the show. I really don't know. Um, we don't have a plan. Uh, but if you do or if you want to talk about something with me or whatever, you should tweet me your ideas. Um, you can reach me at at Rihanna Holland, R-H-E-A-N-N-A-H-A-A-L-A-N-D um, on Twitter. Uh, but again, thanks for listening, even though I'm pretty sure that 100% of my audience is probably one person. Hi, Mom! Uh, until next time, and probably after that, I'm your host, Rihanna Holland, and this is Takeout Comic Show. Thanks for tuning in.